It was a scene straight out of a horror film. Crouching in the dark, huddling together, hoping their assailants couldn't break through. Then they did. Close to 800 Christians killed. Ethiopia needs our prayer. back on January 9th, 2021. Not a day you might remember, but it's a day they'll forever remember in the memory of any Ethiopian Christian. Government troops were sent to Aksum, a city of about 70,000 in the north of the country. What happened next was horrific. They surrounded the ancient Orthodox Church, an historical site said to house precious artifacts. But the troops were not there to steal, but to take life. Hundreds of Christians taken out to the city square and executed in broad daylight, close to 800 gunned down dead. Our hearts grieve. The blood of Christ unites us. When one body part hurts, the whole body hurts. A painful reminder that we are but pilgrims, waiting for the Savior to redeem our tragedies. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on Wednesday, we're in a series called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. We're in this final week that we've been in all month, and today Dr. Luke shows us what it looks like to be servant warriors. We're in Luke 22. Jesus and his disciples were celebrating the Passover meal. It's a meal that Jesus transformed into the Lord's Supper. And in that upper room, Jesus gave some of his most surprising teaching yet. So stay with me and learn how this chapter is presented in the Gospel of Luke feature film. And then after the program, I want to send you a copy of this DVD where you can see the action of Christ played out before you as you hear Luke's Gospel narrated in either the NIV or the KJV. Incredible sets, incredible locations, talented actors, and most important, the words of the Lord. It's something you need to see and hear to experience. Would you call us after the program? Would you make your gift and ask for the Gospel of Luke DVD? Our number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online at haventoday.org. Watch some clips from the DVD, but then you can also make your gift there at Haven Today. Org. We open the program now with Tim Hughes. Oh, church, arise and put your armor on. Hear the call of Christ our captain. For now the weak can say that they are strong in the strength that God has given. Shield of faith and belt of truth. We'll stand against the devil's lies An army bold His battle cries love Reaching out to those in darkness A call to war To love the captive soul But to rage against the captor with the soul that makes the wounded whole, we 
Christian musician Tim Hughes opening this haven today, Oak Church Arise. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. We're in a series on Luke all month. We're coming close to the end, and today we reach Luke 22. Ever heard these words? So much for the glory of Rome. A well-known line from the movie Gladiator spoken by the Emperor Marcus Aurelius. It comes at the end of an epic battle sequence when the Roman army surrounded its barbarian opponents and wiped them out. Catapults, flaming arrows, spears, and swords. Those were the weapons that put down their enemies and brought glory to Rome. They are the symbols of warriors, hardened, ready for battle. It's enough to inspire anyone to fight for a good cause. But is that the New Testament's idea of a warrior? Jesus tells us that all who follow him are citizens of a kingdom. And there are many places in Scripture where the writers use the image of a battle to describe our role as kingdom citizens. But the surprising truth is that Christians bring glory to the king not by fighting with swords and spears, but by serving and serving humbly. That's the Bible's idea of a faithful citizen of God's kingdom. 
to be servant warriors. As we turn our eyes to the last few chapters of the Gospel of Luke, we see what it looks like to be a servant warrior. In Luke 22, Jesus and the disciples were celebrating the Passover meal. And in that upper room, Jesus gave some of his most surprising teaching yet. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom. Just as my father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table, in my kingdom, and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you without purse, bag or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, But now, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. Haven today in a clip from the Gospel of Luke DVD that we'd like to send you for your gift to the ministry. And that was a reading from Luke 22. Passage about warriors. But who is the enemy? The enemy is Satan. And all Satan represents sin, rebellion, and death. In Luke 22, the devil was on the move. He was prowling like a lion, inching closer to his goal of killing the Son of God. And here, his sights were squarely focused on the twelve disciples. In verse 3 of this chapter, we read, Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. This betrayer had been giving in to temptations all along, but here, the devil made his decisive move. There's no turning back for Judas now. He was on his way to sell Jesus out to the chief priests. Satan had also targeted Peter and the rest of the disciples. 
In the upper room, Jesus telling Simon Peter, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. Any wheat farmer knows that when you sift wheat, it is the chaff, the unusable parts that stay on the top. And that's what Satan was seeking to do. When Jesus said, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, the you is plural. He wants all the disciples to abandon the Lord. His desire is for all their worst impulses to rise to the top like chaff. He wants to make them ineffective warriors. And that's what he desires for you and me today, every day. He's our ancient enemy. The Lord promised Adam and Eve in the garden that the seed of the woman would one day come and crush this serpent's head. That's the work of Jesus. But the amazing news is that you and I are involved. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. You and I are the body of Christ. It's through us, servant warriors, that Jesus keeps his almighty foot on the devil's head. He is pleased to use us to finish the battle. But how? Luke 22 shows us a couple of ways not to win the battle. We surrender the fights by betraying him, by denying him. That's what Judas and Peter did to Jesus in this passage. The difference was that Peter turned away from his sin and from despair and turned back to the Lord. He was restored to the faith. You and I deny Christ all the time. You may not think of it that way. You may be listening right now and be ready to throw in the towel on the Christian faith. Maybe you have seen that tragic hashtag, ex-evangelical, on social media from those who have left the church. And you're just one or two posts away from doing that yourself. Many others deny Christ more subtly. We do what Jesus forbids here in chapter 22. We try to spread Christianity by the sword rather than by humility and servanthood. Some today seek positions of power and lord it over others, all the while calling it a platform for the Lord. We live prayerless lives, I fear, as if there were no Father in heaven to hear us. We don't make the most of opportunities to tell others about our Savior. All of this is a denial of Christ. But there is hope for all of us who turn our backs on the Lord. Jesus prayed for us, just as he prayed for Simon Peter's faith not to fail. So now our risen Lord always lives to intercede for his saints. Turning back to him in faith is more effective in the fight against Satan than any strike with a sword. I'm grateful that Luke doesn't always show us these instances of failure. He also shows more positively how to be servant warriors by walking with Jesus and walking by faith. That means following his example. And what do we see him doing here? First, we see him giving of himself. Here in the upper room, the Messiah instituted the Lord's Supper. It's the great memorial to the Christ for all generations. And when we observe it, Christ gives us himself. He confirms his grace towards us who have believed in his name. The meal is a symbol of the new covenant which he made by his blood. Nothing more could be given than that. He gave all of himself so that we might be conquerors through him. In gratitude to this generous Savior, be a warrior by being a giver. 
cheerfully give to your local church and to faithful ministries, maybe even Haven Today. Give of your time to worthy organizations in your town. Nothing certainly wrong to help out at a soup kitchen or a shelter or a halfway house. Give of your skills by helping shut-ins with home projects as safely as possible during these days of COVID. Give of yourself just as Christ has given himself and bring the gospel with you. That's how the battle is won against Satan. Another way, serve. Jesus here told the disciples that they would be granted great authority, even to sit on thrones in the age to come. Indeed, all believers will reign with Christ for all eternity. But first, he says that this greatness is defined by service. The greatest among you, he said, should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. Whatever your position in life, use it to serve. Whether you're a parent, a teacher, maybe an elected official, or any kind of authority figure, be great by being a servant. The devil can't stand it when Christ's people humble themselves in this way. It unifies the church. It sends a faithful message to the world, and it further crushes Satan's head. We also fight the battle by praying against temptation. Satan is that great tempter, and we must not be naive about his skill. Demons understand human nature. They know what tends to lead us astray, but we can fight back with prayer. In fact, that's perhaps the most powerful weapon we have in this fight. We see that demonstrated forcefully in the garden. Jesus took his disciples to the Mount of Olives. He told them repeatedly not to fall into temptation. And what did they do? They fell asleep, unaware that they'd made themselves vulnerable to their greatest enemies. When the chief priests and the temple guards arrived to arrest Jesus, what did Peter do? He took out his sword. He struck the ear of the high priest's servant. That's a picture of a warrior, right? Shockingly, no. His king, the Lord Jesus, said no more of this. There on the Mount of Olives, Peter and the disciples put down prayer and picked up the sword. But Jesus tells us to do the exact opposite. This kingdom does not come with worldly weapons. It comes by the weapon of faith, faith in Jesus. And Satan is not defeated by warriors with swords. He's defeated by servants who pray. Has there ever been a more urgent time to hear a message like this? Today, as the world tempts you to assert your influence as a Christian by force, remember Jesus. His battle was won by laying down his life, and you gained the victory by faith in his name. Lay your worldly weapons down and take up the only weapons that matter, giving of yourself, serving others praying faithfully. When God's people fight like this, then the battle is sure to be won. From heaven you came, helpless faith, entered our world, your glory lay, not to be served, but to serve. This is our God.
to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the servant king. There in the garden of tears, my heavy load he chose to bear. His heart with sorrow was sore. Yet not my will, but yours, he said. This is our God, the servant king. He calls us now to follow him, to bring our lives as a daily.
worship to the servant king. Rent Collective, joined by Graham Kendrick in a song that Graham wrote many years ago, Servant King, here on this Haven Today in a program called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. January, yes, it's almost over. But the challenge to read the Gospel of Luke is not over. Would you set aside time to read through Luke at least once? And to help you do that, I'd like to send you a DVD called The Gospel of Luke. It's a way for you to experience the ministry of Jesus with your own eyes and ears and heart. This feature-length film portrays the life of Christ with skilled actors. It was shot entirely on location in the Mediterranean. And this DVD lets you choose whether to hear this story recited from either the NIV or the KJV translations of the English Bible, word for word. This will encourage you to keep walking with Jesus all of this year long. Why don't you call us right now? Make your gift to the ministry. We'll send you the Gospel of Luke. The number is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And why don't you sign up to receive our Haven podcast when you're there on our website as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll share together this great story coming out of the Gospel of Luke on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Quorum Deo is an old Latin phrase meaning before the face of God. For many, it teaches the idea that the Christian's life is never a life lived alone. We're always before the Lord's eyes. In fact, as Christ reminds us in Matthew 28, he's always with us. But what we find in the Lord's face is more important than knowing that he's always present. We find his eternal smile, not his frown. Zephaniah, an old prophet, tells us that in salvation, the Lord rejoices over us with singing. He's smiling over us with song, not because we never give him reason to frown, we do, but because Christ for us has given him every reason to smile. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.